Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday of the Cowboys playoff week. We are excited. We're getting we're going to get into some 49ers Cowboys matchup content. We're going to talk about the one playoff mantra that the Cowboys should avoid on this Sunday and then we'll talk about the lessons that maybe two specific defensive playmakers for the Dallas Cowboys will have to learn as we get closer to Sunday versus the 49ers. We'll also talk about PFF naming the Cowboys offensive line the best in the entire league. And finally, we'll get into one cool thing as we do every Wednesday night for all of us to share one cool thing from our weeks. What is up, people in the chat? Thank you, Bar Burner Account, for being here, <laughs> trying to get us to fight behind the scenes. Burner Account is saying, I didn't know you had a second show in the morning and had Skywalker on as a guest. <laughs> All kidding aside, though, I was on, a on Sky's show this morning, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you for being there. We will have Sky next week here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We are aiming for Tuesday night to get Sky on primetime and have a Cowboys conversation. If all goes well, we will be getting ready for the divisional round for the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully. And I really, I, I really don't want Sky to be here talking about a Cowboys loss. Hopefully, we're looking ahead at the divisional round, and hopefully we both get to break down together the next game here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Definitely uh, a little bit nervous about Sunday. I think that all of us are. It's a playoff week at the end of the day. What is up, Charlene Evans? What is up, Beryl Killer? Tommy, Eddie Vega over at Facebook saying that he will be there at the game, I assume. That's awesome, Eddie. We need Cowboys Nation to show up at AT&T Stadium because, hey, people are concerned about AT&T Stadium being invaded by 49ers fans. I don't think that will happen, by the way. I'm not actually concerned about that portion of the game because I think that people are thinking about that 49ers game that happened at, at, at home for the Cowboys and the stadium was indeed invaded by 49ers fans. But that wasn't a playoff game. And think about how hard it is to put together a trip in just a week. So I don't think that 49ers will invade AT&T Stadium. Angel Ortiz says, whiteout time. That will be fun to watch. I'm ready for the whiteout at the Cowboys AT&T Stadium. So Eddie, make sure you wear your white jersey for the game. And if you guys, if any more of you guys are going to be there. Uh, remember to wear white. Thank you to Dallas Junk. I'm glad that you enjoyed the morning show. You, uh, you should do it more often. I, I agree with what Dallas Junk is saying. We are we are going to try to do so. We, we wanted to do so early in the season, actually, but just never quite got it 
we I think that we even forgot about it. So hopefully we both are able to to do more crossovers and try to keep the ADC Sports multiverse going forward. What is up, Tommy? Reminding people to hit the like button, share the show. Guys, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Let's get more Cowboys fans in here. With that, let's start the show officially. We will skip the music for this episode. We will start the show right off the bat. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network, with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire postseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. For more Cowboys content, for more Mavericks content, There are some new articles up there. Make sure you check it out, adcsports.com slash Dallas. From earlier in the week, you can also read mine on the one stat, the one 49ers weakness on offense that the Cowboys defensive backs should be able to exploit on game day. And we'll get into it, actually, on tonight's episode. Tomorrow night, we will have the betting the Cowboys segment. We will have the final game prediction. But for today, I want to talk a little bit about the game itself. And one of the mantras that I've seen being tossed around all week, and I'm actually a little bit tired about it, and I want to touch on this topic. Most of the week, we have heard about the 49ers running game. Let's make no mistake about it. It is legit. The 49ers deserve some credit. It is the playoffs, and just about every team will provide some uncomfortable matchups. Even the seventh seed, maybe, in, in both conferences. Well, maybe not the Steelers and maybe not the Eagles. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that we would be very comfortable facing them. But each of these teams, the 49ers, were going to provide some complicated matchups. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, all of those players. The, the same with the Cardinals. We witnessed firsthand how it was like to face Kyler Murray and how elusive he is and how agile he is. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Every opponent in the playoffs provides tough matchups. So let's not make any mistakes about this. Uh, the, the 49ers have a creative running game. It, they do a lot of stuff. And for most of the, week, of, the, of the week, we have listened to the following playoff mantra. And it goes something like, the running game carries a greater, a greater significance in the postseason on both sides of the ball. I'm not sure if this is fortune cookie wisdom for the NFL community or if it's actually true statistically speaking, but I will tell you what. People are talking about the Cowboys trying to run the football versus one of the best run defenses in the NFL because that's what the 49ers are, at least numerically speaking. I am hoping that the Cowboys steer away from that playoff mantra. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, I believe that you should be coming out the game throwing that football and letting it fly. Let Dak Prescott throw the damn ball on first down. And we have talked about this on the show. The Cowboys, just before week 18, were the 32nd team in yards per carry in first down. They were forcing themselves into second and long situations and third and long situations. And I think that this brings us back to the Jason Garrett era. And one of the things that we didn't like about the Garrett era was that 
it seemed to be that the Cowboys were willing to play strength versus strength. So you know that the 49ers are good running the football. And I feel like maybe in the Garrett era, this Cowboys team would have gone out in the first quarter and tried to establish the run because you had five great offensive linemen, a running back with a huge contract in Ezekiel Elliott. And I think that would have been the feeling, right, as we headed into the game. Like this team is going to try to establish the run, even if it isn't really a thing. But during the McCarthy era and this season specific, we have seen a Cowboys team that is willing to go out there and actually exploit opponents' weaknesses. And what does that look like versus the 49ers? They're pass defense. They are closer to average versus the pass. And sure, they're going to get some cornerback help. There's a lot cornerback might return in time for this one. They have had to shuffle a lot of players around in their secondary. Maybe the Cowboys are about to see a better version of their pass defense. But to me, this is a game in which the Cowboys need to let that cook. Throw on early downs, first down, second down. Try to manufacture deep shots with max protection or whatever it is. Because here's another thing. Uh, we have been talking about the, the, the 49ers being a top-tier pass rush in the NFL, and maybe they're closing the season very well, but they're 20th in pressure rate in the 20, 2021 NFL season. And I was actually surprised by that. They're the 29th team in terms of, of blitz rate. They will not send extra bodies at Dak Prescott. I don't think they will change their game plan on that aspect. So they're going to let Dak Prescott throw the ball without sending extra pressure. I think that the Cowboys offensive line can handle it, even though there are some interesting matchups on the inside specifically. But what I'm trying to get across is I want the Cowboys to throw the football. Forget about the running game carrying a greater significance in the playoffs. I think that is just... Fortune cookie wisdom, as I, as I said early. I think that this Cowboys team should go out there throwing the football early in the game. Let's see some of your thoughts here. Uh, what is up, Stage? Uh, tomorrow is my birthday. I'm turning to uh, 17. That is awesome, Stage. Happy birthday. Hope you enjoy it. And hope, I sincerely hope, that the Cowboys give you a great birthday gift on Sunday in the shape of a playoff win. Uh, shout out to stage happy birthday and i hope you enjoy it and thank you for choosing to listening uh, to adc sports dallas primetime enjoy it tomorrow of course uh louis calling for a adc nashville versus adc dallas i will tell you what if the cowboys and the titans end up squaring against each squaring off against each other in the super bowl i don't see how why how we don't do any kind of big multiverse with with uh, Austin, excuse me, with Zach. We need to get all of us together in a in a stream and 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 talk about that game. That would be unbelievable. If you're not running the vault, but you're not controlling the clock, says Jerry Decker. Yet time of possession has been found to not correlate as strongly as many people would believe. In winning, like, and this is, this is a fact, right? And I, this has, we have grown up listening to the philosophy that time of possession translates into wins. 
So I see where, uh, of course, Jerry is coming from. But I think that the Cowboys and the, the rest of the NFL actually should figure out the fact that it doesn't. We, we have seen this time and time again. We have seen this happen every single season. Time of possession doesn't translate into winning. It's the traditional wisdom, but it's never that accurate. And, and it's something that is very curious. And I believe that this is maybe because of the fallacy that teams that win almost always end up, or, or not, not almost always, because I don't think that is e accurate either, but teams that end up winning football games tend to run the ball late in games. It's like the super common stat that people will pull up constantly saying that every time that insert a running back name here runs for over 100 yards, the Cowboys are, just to put an example, I'm making up this number, eight and one. We see this kind of stat consistently in social media, in, in sports websites, and all of, you know, the sports world, when in reality, they run for over 100 yards because they're running the football late in the game because they have a lead and you can allow yourself to actually run the football. So I would actually appreciate the Cowboys throwing out that script of the running game and try to come out throwing the ball constantly. Here's an interesting number, by the way. We have constantly seen the fact that Dak Prescott leads the NFL in touchdowns when being blitz. Turns out that I think that has to do a lot with the fact that not only can Dak Prescott handle the blitz, but he's the most blitz quarterback in the NFL. This season, no quarterback was blitzed more than Dak Prescott. And yet, he was the sixth least pressured in the league. This offensive line has held their own versus the blitz and the 49ers don't even blitz I, I'm expecting the Cowboys to be able to throw the football well versus this 49ers team so here comes the question do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys should prioritize passing versus the 49ers what is up Joel Wilson Cowboys and Bengals in the Super Bowl <laughs> let's get it Fall says Kellen Moore is creative that is something that I agree with by the way Michael says, shut down the run. That is something that 100% needs to happen. Uh, Randall says, defense wins championships, which is something that I constantly disagree with as well. Like, not necessarily, I would say. I would say that a top five unit on either side of the ball wins championship. In the case of the Cowboys, surprisingly, the defense might be the one that is in the top five and not the offense, something that we didn't, uh, you know, expect. Burner account says, man, if we played the Bills in the Super Bowl and Leon Hot Dog Lett is on our staff, says Burner account. And I know what he means right there because I saw those, those championships when I was a kid watching the, uh, on YouTube. Absolutely. People are agreeing with the take. Uh, Tommy says, no, I want them to run at least 35 times this week and beyond. And I'm actually surprised by Tommy's comment. Agree, says Mr. Jab over at YouTube. Stevie Mac says, agree, but still try to establish somewhat of a running game. Try to keep things balanced is what I believe uh, Stevie Mac is trying to say. Burl says, 
I look for Dak to strut his stuff big time, hopefully. This can be a, a game for, for Dak Prescott in which the slump is forgotten, right? And, and we, are, we want that to happen. Agree? The 49ers score points, says Louis Cheney. And I was looking at the totals for these two teams in the betting markets. The 49ers are at 23 and a half, and the Cowboys are at 26 and a half. Those are uncomfortable numbers. I still don't know what tomorrow's bet will be on betting the Cowboys. I've got one, and it's a player prop. I am thinking of giving two bets for the first time ever in betting the Cowboys. But this will be, we will, we will cut off the regular season results so we can brag about a winning record in the regular season. And we'll start over with the postseason because the postseason is harder to bet on. And, and I think that would be fair to all of us who are involved. I have one player prop that I want to share with you guys tomorrow night on betting the Cowboys. And I think that you guys will actually love it. So make sure you tune in. Tomorrow night, we will have betting the Cowboys. Felipe says, how old are you, my man? Felipe, thank you for being here. I am 22 years old. That is one of the most common questions here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. And I'm always super glad to answer it, by the way. Uh, make the defense play honest, says Burner account. No doubt about it. That is right. Jessica disagrees with uh, passing, prioritizing uh, football. Uh, Mr. Jab says, get Cooper and Lamb the ball early and often. Bottom line, Mo says, burner account. Take what the defense is giving you and don't be predictable, please. And I've had a little bit of an issue, by the way, figuring out the 49ers defense. They mix up their coverages quite well. I'm, I'm excited about this matchup. It's going to be a good one. Burner account asks, Mo, did you watch Friday? So, quick update for all of you guys that tuned in to the morning show. I was getting slaughtered in the chat because I have not seen Friday. And quite frankly, I didn't even know what you guys were talking about in the morning show. As soon as the stream ended, I Googled it. And at least now I can say that I know which movie is it, <laughs> right? I have not watched it, but I know which movie is it already. And I know one of the most gifts ever. I will watch it. I'll tell you what the goal is to watch it before Tuesday night when we get Sky on, on primetime. So that, that is the goal. Maybe on the weekend, you know, when the Cowboys beat the 49ers on Sunday, which we after we tune after we log off uh, ADC Sports Dallas primetime Sunday night and the game is over for the Steelers. That's probably the spot in which where I'm going to watch that movie. So Tuesday night, I will keep you updated. Joel Wilson says, I'm just nervous that it's going to come down to field goals. And it's even more interesting because Jerry Jones was on the radio saying that it absolutely altered their game plan. The fact that Greg Sorline was struggling this much. <laughs> uh, why are, aren't we talking about cutting Seek yet? Says Full Canelli. I'm not ready for that. I really am not ready for, for it. Like, I think that Ezekiel Elliott is having a better season than may, maybe giving credit for. And I don't mean this necessarily in saying, hey, Ezekiel Elliott is the same running back that he was in 2016. 
because that might be tough to back up. But I'm saying that the Cowboys' struggles in the run game, I'm not sure if they're sold by, for example, giving more carries to Tony Pollard. I think that the Cowboys should give more carries to Tony Pollard, but I don't think that that is the one solution to the running game. I think it has to do a lot with running concepts. And, and, and looking at the 49ers' run game all of this week, I have, have, I, I have only felt that feeling be reinforced. It's such a creative run game, by the way. And that, will, that leads us to the fact that I wanted to talk about two of the Cowboys' top playmakers on defense and two of the questions that we have headed into Sunday and two of the things that we want to see from each of them. And since we're talking about the 49ers' run game, we will start with Micah Parsons. Here's the thing about Micah. He is great. We know that he is a primetime performer of the year. We gave him that award last night. We know that he's in the mix for defensive player of the, of the, of the year, and he's great. We will learn about Micah on, on Sunday because it's a tough matchup for, for, the, for any defense. I'm not, I'm not even making this a specific thing for the Cowboys defense, but here's what the 49ers ask you to do versus their run game. They have a lot of eye candy. And we were talking about this in the morning, by the way, with Sky. And Sky mentioned the fact that a lot of people are throwing out the term physical to describe the 49ers run game. And I think they are physical, but that's not where their biggest strength lies at. Their biggest strength is the eye candy. The fact that there always seems to be a player that is in motion. Most of the time, it's the fullback, Cal Jushik, who is a nightmare to watch. And then most of the time, you also get a running back that motions outside or motions inside. And then sometimes they stay behind an offensive line, somewhat of a sniffer. They call them sniffers, right? Because they're uh, sniffing the the offensive lineman bots. That, That is literally where the term comes from. And all of these players are moving in the backfield at the snap or before the snap. And I, Bob Storm from The Athletic described it perfectly this morning. On I don't know if it was this morning on, on his column. He said, the 49ers with their motions a lot of the time tell you where they're going. Cal Jushik, uh, the fullback, sometimes will motion to the left and the run is indeed going to the left. But they want you to know that because they're going to confuse you with other stuff over at the offensive line. And I'll give you an example. I was looking at the Bengals game. The 49ers won this one in, in overtime. I think that was a game, and I remember watching it live because I had bet on the 49ers. And I remember watching that game and thinking, the Bengals should have won that. Yet the 49ers ended up with the win. And I, I, I remember a specific play from that game in which they had... Three players crossing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. There's a lot of misdirection going on on that offense. And Micah needs to know that for this game. The the entire linebacker group, but we'll focus on Micah. And the thing that maybe we will find out if he can learn this lesson quickly is it's time to be disciplined. It's time to, and I go back to the hard knocks, scene that we discussed back in August in which Leighton Vanderich tells him not every play is yours to make. Micah needs to keep that in mind on Sunday.
because Micah cannot be overshooting gaps. He cannot be trying to do too much. This Cowboys team needs to be disciplined. And we have talked about that all week long, maybe. But I think that it is important for us to clarify what that means and what that actually looks like. And to me, that looks like your run defense, your your players are going to be at their assignment and they're not going to be fooled by the 49ers. If the 49ers are going to the C-gap and that is Michael Parsons' assignment, don't go over to the D-gap trying to overshoot it and make you play. Stay where you need to be and the Cowboys tackling will be a huge story for Sunday's game. Who are they pulling? Are they pulling the offensive linemen? Are they pulling the running back? Are they pulling a tight end, the counters? All of that, you want the Cowboys defenders to stay at their gap and be disciplined. I think I I wanted to talk about what that looks like, of course. Uh, And Bernard account is saying, know your role, stay in your lane, do your damn job. And I've been thinking about that hard knock scene because a lot of people criticize Leighton Vanderich for it. People were saying, let, um, let, uh, excuse me. What was the quote from Leighton Vanderich? I'm trying to remember it and I'm blanking out. Uh, but Leighton Vanderich told Micah that not every play is yours to make. And people were actually piling on, on Leighton for this. But it's true. I think that Leighton was on point. And that was great advice for a rookie linebacker who, as we all know, is as hungry as a lion. He is right in telling Micah that. He is right in telling him, let your teammates do their thing and you do your thing. There will be times that you need to make a play, of course, and Micah has been chining all of the season doing so. But I want, I'm, I'm looking forward, is what I'm trying to say, to watching a more patient Micah versus the 49ers. And I'm not trying to say that he isn't. Stacy Brown says, do you think Parsons needs to pay more attention to the runs to shut it down when it comes to the 49ers running game? No doubt about it. Yes, sir. I think that Micah is a huge story on this game. And I think that someone mentioned it early in the week. Maybe we don't see a lot of, of Micah Parsons rushing Jimmy G on this one. Maybe we see him as an inside linebacker first and foremost. Dallas Junk says, we got to have good gap integrity. That is exactly the term that we should be looking for. Joel Wilson says, Leighton Vanderich was right. LVE was right. That's what I'm assuming he meant. Uh, it's a team effort. Cowboys chat right on point here, saying Brent Irvin would have been solid against the run. Yes, sir. Would have been a good game to have Brent Irvin available. The real bet, 55, says Michael Atkins. Hopefully, Leighton is also able to have a good game. He's been up and down. We know that this is the game to, to, for Leighton to show he's, the fact that he's a veteran. Mr. Jab says, don't forget Pollard is top three in yards per carry this year. We have to prioritize him as well. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that more than anything because I think that the, the, the 49ers defensive tackles provide a tough matchup. So if, if the Cowboys want to go with Pollard outside, I wouldn't mind that. And on a similar note, let's talk about Trevon Dix. Uh, Joel is right on cue, actually saying Dix is getting two picks this game. We've talked about a number here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime early in the 
early in the week, we talked about the fact that Jimmy G is number three in the NFL in turnover-worthy place percentage, according to Pro Football Focus. And I think this is an important stat because PFF measures these throws in order to avoid the small sample size for interceptions being an, an unreliable stat. Jimmy G will throw you the ball, and he will throw it to you constantly. Lou is saying, Jimmy G pressure him, and he freaks out. We did it. The 49ers looked bad versus the Titans, and I agree that is one of the main reasons why. Jimmy G will throw you the ball. And I mentioned this on Twitter. The Cowboys lead the NFL in, with 26 interceptions. And we think of Trevon Diggs and his 11 picks. But if you remove Trevon Diggs' 11 interceptions from the stat, the Cowboys still have more interceptions than 19 other teams in the NFL. I think that they can, they can get the takeaways. And speaking of Trevon Diggs, Truth or false, Trevon Diggs should shadow Debo Samuel in coverage. What do you guys think? That is a question for the chat. Truth or false, Trevon Diggs should shadow Debo Samuel in coverage. Do you think that is true or do you think that is false? Shout out to Lassay Williams. Sunday is my birthday. I hope we win. We're getting a lot of birthdays on primetime here tonight. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Randall over at Facebook goes with true. Burner account goes with false. Addison goes with false. I loved it. I love it. I, I knew that we were going to get some mixed answers with this question. False is true. Alex true. J Mart fishing. No. Jason false. I will tell you what. I will go with false. I don't want Trevon Diggs to shadow Debo Samuel. It is, a, it is an interesting matchup for, for the Cowboys. Here's why. I think that Trevon Diggs can handle Debo Samuel every time that he goes up, out in a route. I think he really can. I think that Debo Samuel is not that top-tier route-running wide receiver. He's one of the best playmakers in the NFL. I'm not trying to say that he isn't. I'm trying to say that route-running-wise, I think that Trevon Diggs can handle him. I'm not sure, though, if Trevon Diggs is going to be able to consistently tackle him. That is where I struggle with this. And here's what I'm talking about. Debo Samuel is second in the NFL in yards after the catch. 779 of his receiving yards are after the catch. Second in the NFL. George Kittle is 16th in the league, by the way. Just to say fun fact, they have two players in the top 16. George Kittle has 442. Do we trust Trevon Diggs to consistently tackle Debo Samuel? If he's out running a, a route, Trevon Diggs can handle him. That's where I'm at. Not entirely sure if the 49ers start targeting Debo Samuel with, with a lot of what they call percentage throws, throws that are easy to make, and try to get him on one-on-one -on -one situations with Diggs in the open field, I'm a little bit more concerned about that. So I will go with false. But then we get to the most important question, Jessica right here, saying, if not Diggs, who would you pick? And I don't think you want anyone to shadow him. I think that you want to try to do package things maybe and try not, not necessarily bracket Debo Samuel 
But if he goes inside, have someone that can handle him inside. And if he goes outside, maybe let him versus uh, Trevon Diggs. And I said this in the morning show with Sky. If I'm the 49ers, I'm letting Debo Samuel play inside as, mo- as, as much as I can. And that is part of the reason why the 49ers and, and other teams in the NFL are motioning wide receivers like Debo inside as running backs. Because that way, you need to have a cornerback maybe to account for Debo Samuel in the passing game. But you don't want a cornerback in the box because Debo Samuel can actually run traditional running back concepts. And that is not a good matchup for the Cowboys to have a cornerback in the tackle box. Diggs whiffs on tackles when he tries to punch the ball out to Tommy. If he just tackles, I think he's good. If that is the case, then I hope he comes into this game very well coached to not try to punch it out. Anthony Brown says Michael is a great match with Trevon Diggs. He might. I think that Anthony Brown is a good tackler, actually. Uh, keep him locked in the sealer, says Burl Killer with an armed guard so he can come. What is going on there? Oh, oh, I see what is going on. I was confused by that comment. It's in reply to this comment by Burner Account, who is saying, will Jason Garrett be in the press box with Jerry? Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, 49ers, then Monday, I'll say I told you so. Oh, I think that we have a 49ers fan here in the show. All right. Oh, my dog wants to, wants to get out of here. My dog wants to get out of the studio. Let me, let me tell my, the rest of my house here so they can get him. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> He's out now. <laughs> Put that in the blooper reels. Uh, for for after the the postseason, uh, bark says Cowboys chat. Yeah, he was barking out there. Just this more, just last night, I was thanking him for the award that I was given here in the comments. Put Bosman on him, then with safety help over the top, Bosman can tackle. Says Tommy. Ah, I like Bosman. I would assume that Debo might have the upper hand on that battle just because of experience. What's your dog's name, Mo, says Tommy. I think a lot of you guys will love his name, actually. His name is Vito because of the godfather, Vito Corleone. <laughs> and he's his now, sir. <laughs> Anyways, guys, <laughs> your dog doesn't want 49ers fans in here, says Peter Rizzo. Yeah, just when I was replying to a, to a 49ers fan in the chat, my dog started barking. <laughs> Shout out to him. I call him the producer. Anyways, guys. Moving on, those are two of the matchups, not necessarily matchups, but something that I want to see from these two defensive playmakers. Just before we go, uh, let's get into the fact that PFF actually named the Cowboys offensive line the best in the league. And I was surprised by that. I, I Just this morning also, and this happened tonight about one hour before the show, just this morning, I was talking to Sky about the fact that the Cowboys' offensive line might be one of the most underrated units. And even from a fan base standpoint, I don't think that Cowboys Nation is getting the Cowboys' offensive line enough love. Because I also believe that this is one of the best units in the entire league. You take a look at the pressures allowed. They rank around the top in the entire NFL. Tyron Smith, Suck Martin are still the guys that we want them to be. Lyle Collins has had his bad moments, 
But I think that overall, he's provided good play over at right tackle. Tyler Viadish has improved. So here's my question for me to you. And from 1 to 10, what's your confidence level on Connor Williams versus Eric Armstead on Sunday? Because left guard, and let me tell you something. I like I, I like uh, Connor Williams. I think that he's a good left guard. I think that Eric Armstead is better, though, and I would assume that he's going to win that battle. What's your confidence level on Connor Williams versus Eric Armstead? Jmart Fishing giving me some credit. I appreciate it. At least I've seen the Godfather. <laughs> exactly. One, five, we've got over here. I will go with a five. I will go with a five because I think that Connor Williams might have a little bit of a surprise performance coming our way. But Arik Armstead is so good. I think that it will be somewhat of an even battle. Not very good to Tommy. I'll give it a five. Randall goes with a high nine. I like it. Stevie Max says, sorry, Pro Football Focus. We are definitely not the best O-line in the league, especially with the huge holes Jonathan Taylor gets to run through in Indy. But the thing about Indy, though, they weren't that good with pass protection. And I think that late in the year, they were regretting the fact that they signed Eric Fisher. I'm not sure if they're the best offensive line in the NFL. I will say that they're definitely in the top three. And I think that we have not discussed that as much as we should maybe here on primetime and in many other shows. Suani Diaz goes with a nine. Jason Renfro with a five. Tim Hall goes with a six over at Facebook. Aaron Barella goes with six. Wasai Williams goes with a high 10. Michael says, Niners talk about their front door because of our front line. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, guys, before I leave you tonight, before I leave you tonight, just one more segment. One cool thing. And remember, for those of you who are new here on Primetime, every Wednesday night, we do what's your one cool thing of the week. This is can be Cowboys related, football related, personal life related, professional life related, whatever you want to throw in here, what's your one cool thing of the week? And man, it's easy this week. We've got playoff football coming our way. That's number one on my list. That's my number one cool thing of, uh, of the week. The left side of the line needs a reboot to Stacey Brown. That might be true, especially left guard. I'm ready for the Cowboys to, to get some left guard help. I think that Tyron Smith can still do it for, for a year or two. What's your one cool thing of the week? I will tell you another one of mine. Uh, the Scouting Academy semester started this week on Monday. The Scouting Academy is, a, is an online course that I take that it's on player evaluation. And you, you get uh, lessons from former NFL scouts, former NFL coaches and general managers. And it's a great process and, and it's quite fun. So I'm excited about it. That, that's my one cool thing of the week. Devion Williams says, cool thing this week is watching the 49ers beat the Cowboys. Imagine that. Imagine spending so much time in other teams' uh, you know, shows. That's, that's actually fun. But I will ask Devion to at least give us a thumbs up here on, on primetime. Because he's, he's engaging. So I, I'm, I'm here for it. My Parsons jersey says, J-Mart Fishing came in this week in time for the playoffs. Fault says new cigars finally came in from Cuba. That is cool. 
It's cool. Drew Pearson's birthday says Peter Rizzo. Also, also uh, fun. No cigarettes in a week, and Cowboys are in the playoffs, bro. Let's go, Pizzo. Let's go. Got a promotion, says Burner Accounts. Congratulations. Unsure if it's good, though. I have to wear a tie more. Hey, I don't mind wearing ties. I actually like wearing ties. So I will say that it's good. I will say that it's good. Dak, one offensive player of the week. Jessica, right on point here. Dak, one offensive player of the week. That is definitely a cool thing. With Jarwin, our offensive line is better, says Jason Renfro. Let's see. Mike McCarthy is very comfortable, and we know that means when they're healthy. That is cool. Watching my first San Antonio Spurs game this Saturday. Shout out to Guillermo. Hope you enjoy it. I had a great burrito today. That was pretty cool. Says Cowboy Chat. I appreciate it. What is up, Louis? Uh, thank you for being here, as always, representing ADC Sports Nashville. Uh, let's see. Let's see. My one cool thing is I praise God. I'm still surviving this whole COVID-19, says Randall. Charlene says the original 88 Drew Pearson is 71 years young today. The co-author of the first Hail Mary ever. Hail Mary pass. Uh, we're already in everybody's heads, says Michael. Yes, sir. Anyways, guys. Uh, Devion Williams says, my wife is a full-on Cowboys fan, so she is loving the talk, guys. I just happen to be her 49ers fan, Javi. Hey, that is cool. That is cool. Shout out to Devion. Make sure you hit that like button. Let's see. Am I missing any other cool thing before we get out of here? Uh, Dan Quinn will have these boys ready for Shanahan's Shanahan's motion place to Sergio Rangel, and that is something that I uh, agree with as well. It is going to be a fun matchup, guys, and tomorrow night, we will actually discuss this uh, more in depth. We will have the game pick. We will have the betting the Cowboys segment. And I'm still, I still don't know what my game pick is going to be in the betting the Cowboys segment. But I at least know that I am taking one player prop that I think you guys will love. And if, if you are in, a, in an area where you can place bets, I, I think that you will follow me on this one. So make sure you tune in. It's a fun one. Still waiting for snow here in Texas is Jerry Smith. Shout out to Jerry right out of the TV cartoon. Uh, shout out to Jerry and thank you for being here. Huge fan of your cartoon, man. <laughs> Peter says, great show. Thank you, Peter. Thank you to Michael. Thank you to Jessica. All of you guys who were tuning in to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure you also check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Cowboys articles, Mavericks articles, all of it, you can find it up there. Make sure you check it out. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed the show. I will see you tomorrow night. Final game predictions here on ADC Sports. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.